Hi friends, Gerald Law here. Welcome to the Love Lake Norman podcast. Love Lake Norman is a church in Cornelius, North Carolina, whose mission is to help people find and follow Jesus. You're about to hear a message that will be helpful and hopeful. Our goal is to encourage you to take the next step in your faith. Wherever you are, we want you to know that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Thanks for spending time with us today. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, hey, once again, super glad that you guys are here and watching this. My name is Ethan. I get the privilege to serve here at Love Lake Norman as the director of students and crews, which are our small groups. And I'm super excited to be speaking to you today in week three of a series we've entitled Do For One. And what we've been saying about this series the whole time is some of us maybe wish we could do everything for everyone. We look around and we see all these needs and we wish we could do everything for everyone, but unfortunately we can't. So what if we did for one what we wish we could do for everyone? And I want to start today out with a question. And that question is this, have you ever been overlooked, gone unnoticed, passed by without people even knowing maybe you exist for a job by a friend, a group of friends, in a relationship by a parent, have you ever been overlooked? Right before I moved to Charlotte in 2011, I applied for a job um, in, in a, at a church in my hometown and I sent my resume uh, to them and they responded with a letter saying that I didn't even make it to the interview process. <laughs> I didn't literally make it to the interview before they told me no. And I felt overlooked. I mean, granted at the time I felt that I was God's gift to this planet, but still at that moment I felt overlooked. So maybe for you it was a promotion that you were hoping to get and someone else got it and you felt overlooked. Maybe. Uh, it was someone that you asked out on a date and they said, absolutely never in a million years. And you felt overlooked. Maybe you had a parent who worked constantly when you were growing up. And as a child and a teenager, you felt overlooked. The truth is that at some point in your life, you have or you will have this feeling of being overlooked. It will happen and no one wants it. No one wants to feel that way. When we're overlooked, we can lose our, our sense of worth. We can feel worthless. We can, we can uh, feel alone, feel uh, resentment toward a group of people or towards someone. We can be afraid to try things, afraid to go places, afraid to speak to other people. Being overlooked makes us uh, feel those ways because, well, being overlooked gently or maybe not so gently, communicates a few things. Being overlooked, it communicates there's someone better. I'm going to look over you because there's someone better than you. There's someone who is more qualified than you. There's someone who is more deserving than you. There's someone who is more important than you. It's not you, it's them. It's not you, it's her. It's not you, it's him. Being overlooked can communicate those things to us and it's an awful feeling. It makes us feel like we have no worth because I wasn't important enough to be noticed or special enough or pretty enough or smart enough or talented enough or fill in the blank enough. And I would say 
to anyone listening to this right now that you have been overlooked. But I would also say this to you. You have also looked, overlooked someone. Maybe you have been the one, I know I have, been the one to overlook someone right in front of you. And so my goal for today, for the rest of our time together, is not how to never be overlooked again. That's, it's not my, my purpose in this message. I mean, this week I was reading article after article and internet page headline after internet page headline of how to not be overlooked. And it was talking about how to have a great resume and how to be confident and how to dress so you stand out in the crowd. But the truth is we cannot control people. And since we can't control people, we will always be overlooked by someone somewhere because they're looking for someone more important more pretty, more talented than us. So my hope for today, for our, the rest of our time together, is for us to realize that we overlook people. We have and we will overlook people and why we should stop. Now, it's no secret that around 2,000 years ago, uh, women and children were not shown the same respect uh, or attention that men did. And so we find this moment uh, in the Gospels where Jesus had been teaching people and, and people were coming from, from miles away to, to hear him speak, to ask him questions. They wanted to meet him, to interact with him. They wanted to be healed. I mean, people walked up to him just trying to touch his garments. And we see this incredible encounter that was recorded in the, uh, the Gospel of Mark. And it's found in chapter 10, and this is what it says, starting with verse 13. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little, little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. You see, these parents were simply wanting their, their children to meet and be blessed by Jesus. Now, the disciples, thinking they knew best, turned them away. Because, you see, Jesus doesn't have time for children. He's the Messiah. He's important. He's Jesus. I mean, come on. We don't have time for little kids. He only has time for important and powerful people, people who have high statuses, right? That's, that's what Jesus is all about, is important people. We have places to go and people to see and bigger fish to fry. Not little kids. Get them out of here. But Jesus, being a bit countercultural, was angry and annoyed that his disciples were turning these kids away. You see, Jesus did have time for those kids. Jesus actually makes time for everyone he comes into contact with. You see, his, his attitude was never, there's someone more important just around the corner. Let me overlook you because I know 
that someone somewhere is more important and I don't have time for you. I'll wait for someone better or older or more important or richer or more powerful. No, 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 no. Jesus's attitude was the person right here, right here in front of me, they're important. They are worth my time. They are worth my energy. What Jesus was saying to his disciples by not overlooking those kids and actually inviting children close to him is that we can care for the ones who are right in front of us. Right here in front of us. And there are probably a thousand things that Jesus communicates in this moment. We can look at this for days and years. I mean, it's, it's an incredible moment. But I want us to look at three things. Three things that happen, that happened in this moment, and three things that can happen when we stop overlooking people. The first thing is this. When we stop overlooking people, and we're caring for the one in front of us, it reminds us and them of their worth. Caring for the one in front of you reminds us and others of their worth. When Jesus invites kids to be close, it was a profound moment that showed people around him and his disciples exactly how he felt and how they should feel about kids. I mean, this is definitely not the first time that, that an, Jesus had an encounter with an unexpected person. The Bible is, is full of these moments. In his eyes, everyone has worth and therefore is worthy of his time. The Bible is also full of reminders of how God feels about you and about us. He moved heaven and earth to have a personal relationship with you. And in that, there is unending worth. Worth not dependent on our talents, qualifications, our age, status, career, personality, or even our potential. Worth found in the fact that you were made, that I was made in the image of God. There's worth in the fact that we are just made, that we're just here. There's worth woven into who you are. There's worth that is found in God sending Jesus to make a way for a relationship with you. Worth that is found in Jesus willingly getting on a cross to take away your sin and my sin. When we serve those in front of us, regardless of who it is, coworker, neighbor, family member, it shows them and reminds us of their worth. When we serve those in front of us, it shows them and reminds us of our worth. Not because of anything we've done. Let me be clear. You don't have worth because I'm serving you. No. You have worth. I have worth. Because we were created with worth. And it's woven into our existence. The second thing that happens when we choose to serve and to care for and to love the one in front of us is this. It has the potential to change someone's life. When we're not overlooking someone, when we're looking at them, giving them our time and our energy and our effort, it has the potential to change someone's life. 
I would guarantee that those kids that Jesus invited to be, be close to him, well, they probably grew up and they had kids and they had grandkids. And I would bet that when their grandkids got on their lap, they told them about a moment where Jesus, the Messiah, brought them close. When people were trying to put them away because they weren't respected, they had no worth as kids, that Jesus, the Jesus, brought them close. I mean, I would bet money on the fact that they told their kids and their grandkids about that very single moment. When someone who is used to being overlooked is cared for, shown their worth, is loved, and is served, it has the potential to change everything. If you look throughout the Gospels, you'll find encounter after encounter of Jesus caring for unlikely people, people that are used to being overlooked. Not only children, but women caught in adultery, men who were hated because of their profession, and so many more. And in each encounter, he shows that he cares for them, he loves them, and that he came to serve them. And in each of those encounters, people's lives were changed. Now, I get that Jesus is Jesus and you're not Jesus, but when you come across someone who has that much love for you, who is willing to serve you regardless of what you can or cannot return, well, that's life-changing. When you can do that for someone, especially if they have nothing to give you in return, that is life changing. When we choose to serve the ones in front of us, instead of turning them away or waiting for someone better, it has the potential to change their lives. It has the potential to change their perspective and to show them the love of God. Now, you may say, Ethan, that's kind of dramatic or intense. I mean, changing someone's life, really? I mean, but here's the thing. I can name at least five people off the top of my head like that who took the time to care for me, to serve me, to show me they loved me, to remind me of my worth. And each one of those people had a hand in changing my life. I'm not exaggerating when I say I would not be standing in this spot today if it weren't for three or four or five people. I'm sure if you wrote down some names that, of, of some people that changed your life, you would feel the same way. We have opportunities in front of us. Maybe even right now as you're watching this, you look around at your family or your friends. Maybe you're watching this at work. And you look around and you're like, these coworkers, I don't even like them that much. But you have an incredible opportunity to care for the ones that are right in front of you. Now, should our minds only think right there in front of us? Not necessarily. I think Jesus had a bigger picture in mind as well, but he took the time and he slowed down and he cared for, cared for the people right in front of him, regardless of who it was, man, woman, or child. And the third thing, that not overlooking someone, that taking the time to care for someone, to serve them does, is it inspires them to do the same. It inspires them to do the same. 
After every encounter Jesus had, I would guarantee those people were inspired to do the same thing Jesus had done for them, to care for them, to serve, and to love. As a response of what Jesus did for them, I would guarantee that they went out and did the same thing. Unlikely men, women, and children who spoke with, ate with, and were changed by Jesus went out to do the same. If hurt people hurt people, I would guess overlooked people overlook people. But those who have been cared for and loved, served by someone who wanted nothing in return, those who have been reminded of their worth, well, I would say they would probably be inspired to do the same. They'd be inspired to respond with action, to respond with love. Stephen Stills wrote a song, and the chorus contains these lyrics. If you can't, I'm not going to sing it, I promise. (laughs) If you can't be with the one you love, honey, love the one you're with. Now, this song, I think, implies that there might be someone better out there. It's kind of a sad thing, right? It's like, There's probably someone better out there. If you can't be with that one you love, then love this one, right? It's kind of a negative idea. But what I'm saying today is that God has placed an incredible person or an incredible group of people right in front of you. And they may be as unlikely as children walking up to Jesus. I mean, maybe it is your own children and he's placed them there not by accident not as a placeholder he's placed you there and he's placed them there for you to love them for you to serve them to care for them to take your time with them to spend some energy on them to remind them that they have worth in a God who loves them Because someone has done that for you and someone has done that for me. Listen, maybe you have been overlooked your entire life. Maybe by your your parents or your friends or your boss. So hear me now. If you've heard nothing else I've said today, please hear this. The God who created the heavens and the earth has not overlooked you. Maybe you've been overlooked your entire life, but the God who created you has not overlooked you. So what now? What does this mean for us now? I would love to encourage you to take an inventory of who is in front of you. Look around, think about your week, your schedule. Who is in front of you? Your friends, your family, your your, uh, coworkers, your neighbor, your boss your kids, God has placed them there for a reason. How can you care for them and serve them? How can you remind them of their worth? This whole series we've talked about doing for one what we wish we could do for many. And doing this for that one may change their life. Will you pray with me? God, in this moment, I thank you for loving us so much to send Jesus. Not because we deserved Jesus, not because we were good enough for Jesus, 
Not because we could pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and be better for you. You sent Jesus because we were sick. We had sin in our lives and you sent him in our worst moment to take our sin and our shame in exchange for his righteousness so we may have a relationship with you. God, I pray our response to that would be looking around, would be showing worth to the people in front of us, showing love to them, care for them, and serving them and not overlooking those around us. In your son's name we pray, amen. Thanks again for listening. You can find out more about Love Lake Norman at lovelkn.org. If you live in our area, we would love to have you join us on Sunday. If you're not near our church, we wanna encourage you to find a life-giving church to be a part of where you live. That will be a key next step on your spiritual journey. Please take a minute, subscribe to this podcast, and keep up to date with our weekly messages. And thanks again for joining the Love Lake Norman podcast.